get your toe. Believe me. There are ways, dude. You don't want to know about it. Believe me. Until I get your toe by 3 o'clock this afternoon with nail polish. hear anything? Oh, good. Because <laughs> I just queefed big time. What up? Welcome back to Uncle Rod's Story Corner. I'm your host, Narado, a.k.a. Rod for short. Hope you're feeling good, hope you're looking good, hope you're smelling good. Your boy has an extremely special episode for you right now. I was thinking about doing some man on the street type podcast. Uh, just going out wherever I'm hanging out and, and cranking it up. And so, did a show in Nashville at the Underdog with and for my man Carl Roberts III, aka CR3, host of the Badam Ching with Carl. Had him on the show before. And I was feeling good. Both because uh, we had a great show and we had a great crowd. And thirdly, because of copious amounts of alcohol and the old Mary Jane, but keep that under your hat. So. I decided to break out the equipment, and I did your comedian guest, and I did your norm report guest multiple times, all at the same time, with comics and folks in the crowd and folks at the bar. I thought it was a lot of fun, man, so please stay tuned. Testing, testing, testing. Hey! <laughs> Welcome back to Uncle Rod's Story Corner. It is a very special edition of the Story Corner. As I am in Nashville, Tennessee right now, standing outside of the underdog on Gallatin after a show. And I decided to break out the old equipment and start doing a podcast with everybody around. And I want my first guest to be a man named Paul, who I just met tonight, and we had so much fun. Paul, welcome to Uncle Rod's Story Corner, my man. 
Never been on a podcast before. Well, welcome, dude. <laughs> You're being broadcast in 39 countries right now. Dang. Just recently found out my podcast is number 191 in Brazil. Don't know anybody from Brazil. <laughs> Don't know about it in Brazil. But Tito Puente, I'm coming for that ass. <laughs> Paul, what do you do? I sell furniture. You sell furniture. Yeah. Now, Paul was in the front row of the audience tonight, and we had a lot of fun. We had a real good time. I almost got him beat up by this girl's date. <laughs> he just bought me a shot. Yeah, see, he was a nice dude. He was a nice dude. Did you enjoy yourself tonight, dude? Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've uh, my friend here, Allie, we grew up together. She's, Hello, Allie. Uh, a comedian as well. For real? And, and so I followed her to a lot of shows, mm -hmm. and every show that I go to, I'm always getting picked on. Every <laughs> single one. And it's so freaking funny, but yeah. She, you started talking about the Bible, and she was like, you should tell him. And I was like, no. I was like, he's already given me enough shit. My dad's a preacher. Uh-huh. So you're like, we got any Christians? So you're a wild boy. <laughs> I was like, Your no. dad's a preacher. You're a wild yeah, boy then. PKs, they're the worst. You are sneaking girls out back and fingering <laughs> them doing Sunday school. Yeah. I know that game. <laughs> I know that game. When I was 15, my brother and I... <laughs> You should go to vacation Bible school every summer for like six weeks with our grandmother. And one year, uh, we used to get her keys because the kids would get out before the adults. So we used to get grandma's keys and listen to music and just hang out in her Buick, right? The old LeSabre. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but LeSabre is French for the saber. <laughs> saber is a kind of sword. It's also a type of cat if you're talking the Mesozoic period. But I digress. So one time, uh, Grandma came out to check on us at the car, and I was viciously and very voraciously finger-banging a 14-year-old girl <laughs> in the front seat of Grandma's Le Sabre. The Sabre. And uh, <laughs> the Sabre, if you will. <laughs> And uh, Grandma never let us get the keys again after that. She kind of <laughs> shut, she kind of shut Club Le Saber down at Vacation Bible School after that. <laughs> and my brother's still mad at me about it because that was the last year I went with Grandma, but it was the last year he went, and she would not let him get the keys, even though he didn't figure bang a soul. <laughs> Nikki, where are you out of here, dude? I don't know if you picked up on that, folks, but Nick Weir, comedian in Nashville, is a pothead. There's a van out here waiting. Uh, who, or, who ordered the fucking Uber snack time? <laughs> Did you know you can get a ride in the Wienermobile in some places on Uber? If you order an Uber XL, which is um, it's a, it's like the black card of Ubers, it means if you order Uber XL, somebody will pick you up at like a fucking big ass SUV, like a Cadillac Escalade or some shit. But it's been great. 
Paul, did you enjoy the show tonight? I did. I'm so did. glad you did. Yeah, it was fun. I'm so glad you did. <laughs> I haven't taken that much shit in a long time. You know what, so, man? Uh, I, I was I was just glad to be making some jokes <laughs> that weren't really about you. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, like a, a lot of people don't like going to comedy shows because they they sit in the front row. Yeah. The comedian is going to talk shit about the way they dressed and all that kind of shit. I always make sure I don't do that. I just like to involve people in the jokes without making them the butt of the jokes. Like, look at your stupid face or some shit. <laughs> so it was a good damn time. I'm, gra- I'm glad you, you had fun and yeah. you took it in stride. I wasn't trying to be mean. No, you're good. If anybody was sitting in that seat, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. It was just so much fun. You were such a good sport. That's why I kept messing with you. <laughs> I know. Because everybody was having a good time. We had a douche parade come through. Oh, my God, I know. From the Titans game. It was One douche was bigger than the next one. Yeah, I, don't I think knew it was going to were... be trouble because there was a redneck wearing Jordans. And I was like, that nigga is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> he got to be. He got to be. You see a redneck white dude in Jordan's, he is the craziest motherfucker within a 25-mile radius. Those are the type of guys that are always fighting at football games. It was outrageous. Yeah, I noticed how pissed he got when you started talking about meth heads. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did not like it. That means he had a fucking, he had an eighth in his pocket. <laughs> but it was fun. Allie, give the mic to Allie. Let's talk to Allie for a second. Allie, what's your last name? Thomas. This is Allie Thomas. Are you from Nashville? You live in Bowling Green, Kentucky. <laughs> Bowling Green, Kentucky. Go WKU, baby. Go Hilltoppers. I know Bowling Green. I know fucking Bowling Green. That weird-ass mascot the Hilltoppers have. It looks like Grimace with herpes. Like That's just a penis. Their, their mascot <laughs> is just like... Is their mascot is like an obese Pac-Man. <laughs> it's just this big red glob with legs. I don't, I don't know what he does. He, he kind of looks like a Hershey's kiss that's on disability in Arkansas. <laughs> like it's just fucking, he's just big, fat, red, no arms because he doesn't do anything, but he can eat. It's fucking ridiculous. So you're from Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's awesome, man. And you're a comedian in Bowling Green, or you live here now? Uh, I live in Bowling Green. Live in Bowling Green. You guys ever heard of Bowling Green? There's a Bowling Green in Kentucky and a Bowling Green in Ohio, which is home to Bowling Green University. Go Eagles. No, I'm sorry. Not Eagles. It's a Falcon. Their colors are the same as the Browns. It's very unfortunate. They wear, they wear brown and orange, so you know the football team is absolute trash. <laughs> It just have to be. This is at the sixties. <laughs> How's comedy in Bowling Green? Oh, it's getting there. It's, it's getting there. That's dope, man. What are you doing in Nashville tonight? Yeah, that's what I'm fucking talking about, baby. So you run a show in Bowling Green. Tell us about it. Imported laughs. Imported laughs. It's at the Preservation Tasting Room. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring in comics from Nashville, Louisville, Paducah area, people I've met, people I like. You do, do you bring comics from Nashville? Because I will ride up to Bowling Green with my oh, man Jasper D. Platt. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I do. laughs> we'll do it. That'd be fun. No, you I'm... can't tell by his light skin, but Jasper's Jamaican. That's why he... <laughs> 
That's why he sounded those Jamaican, those dance hall horns. <laughs> Shake that thing, girl. Gotta, gotta. <laughs> Jordy and Rebecca, girl, get busy. Just shake that booty, don't stop with the beat drop. Just get shaking it, get jiggy. You don't remember Charlotte Paul? <laughs> She's too white, Paul says. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I was I was shocked when Sean Paul came out in like '90 because I didn't know they made light skinned Jamaicans. I didn't know. I thought if you lived on the island, you, you were black, you had to be dark and a motherfucker because there's no shade there. It's just it's like saying a light skinned Haitian. It's like, what the fuck is going on right now, Pierre? Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. Haiti recently had a earthquake. Uh, I want to send all my love and light <laughs> out to Haiti. That was not a good to all the Haitians, both light skin and dark skin. <laughs> Haiti's a wild place, man. That's what happens when you take a bunch of niggas from Africa and then make them French. <laughs> fucking, you get a place that gets hit with a fucking earthquake every two days. <laughs> it's just weird. It's weird as fuck to meet dudes who look like Flavor Flavor. Their name is like Jean-Luc Pierre. It's like, you from France? I'm Haitian. Well, what the fuck, man? What's going on right now? You're supposed to be speaking in the Jamaican patois. Did you know that Jamaican patois is just slowed down Irish? Have you ever heard of And vice versa. Irish people, when they speak, they just sound like Jamaicans on Fast Forward. And Jamaican sounds like Irish people chopped and screwed. <laughs> now, you said you do that the, your show, Imported Labs, yeah. is at the Preservation Tasting Room. Yes. Now, is that a place that sells beer, wine, or do you just go in and taste preservatives? Like, they sell be- beer and wine. Like, it's just, just got jams? No. <laughs> just, they sell beer and like, wine. Who wants to hear some jokes and get a PB and J pop? It's gourmet, <laughs> organic, farm to table, <laughs> preservatives. Was that apple butter I taste? <laughs> Would you like to be on the show? Let's, we're getting everybody on the show. Please pass the mic to the model on your left. Oh my God, you're so sweet. Thank I'm you. so glad she's standing next to Paul because we had a lot of good fun with her and Paul tonight. You're such a good trooper, by the way. <laughs> and what is your name, Adam? Joanna. Joanna. Let me unloosen this cord. For sure. Yeah. That was now, Joanna is visiting us. From L.A. And one of the jewels of the South. Yeah. From Los Angeles. Yes, hoping to California. move here, actually. Hoping to move here? Word. Yes. Is, yes. How long have you been in town? Um, For one night. One night? Yes. Is this the first night? No, I was you actually got here, yesterday? I was here a month ago, uh-huh. and then I had to come back. Uh-huh. So, so I think I it's official you're moving. If you were here yeah. a month ago and you're already back... Now, I mean, I've been saying that I've been wanting to move out here for like uh-huh. over a year. So now I'm actually putting mm-hmm. it into mm-hmm. works and stuff. So now, why not? When did you meet the Stone Cold Steve Austin cosplayer you're with tonight? <laughs> was it a month so ago or was it now? Ago, yes. You met him a month ago? Yes. And that's what brought you back? Partially. He hit you with that good dick, huh? <laughs> <laughs> mic right there. Hit it right in there, baby. I mean, I'll be a lady and I won't yeah. kiss and tell. So, but you what's, know, you know. What's his name? Cody. Cody. 
Cody hit it with that deep dicking. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> in the bottom of that oh thing. God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he reached around the back of the G spot and came back to it. You know what I'm saying? Like he made a wrong turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> oh my goodness. Cody! Welcome to the show. We were just talking about you. We just found out that Joanna visited Nashville a month ago, and then you hit her with the deepest dickin' she's ever had in her life, and she came running back three weeks later, and she's talking about moving here. That's what I'm talking about. Do you work at East Nashville Beer Works? Actually, I'm in sales. You're in sales? Sales, yeah, yeah. At East Nashville Beer Works? No, I just... He's just rocking the shirt? The shirt fits good. What'd you sell? The shirt, uh, uh, hot tubs. Hot tubs and orgasms, apparently. (laughs) Because let me tell you who pushed their chips all in. (laughs) Let me tell you who asked for an invoice from Cody. (laughs) Joanna. Oh, my goodness. Because he put that thing in her stomach. You know what I'm talking about? I knew he had a big dick when I saw that Steve Harvey mustache. I knew it. Two inches at 100 miles an hour will kill you. Yeah. Like dropping that dick off the top of the Empire State Building. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good, man. I'm glad. You know, know, whether whether it was the food, the people, the dick, whatever brought you back to Nashville. I'm super excited to a have you here. Yeah, a bit of everything. Yeah, a little sampler. Yeah, and just wanting to get out of California. So. Yeah, so let me get two chicken tenders, six fries, and a little dick. He <laughs> <laughs> ordered a flight. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. So what do you do in uh, what do you do in Los Angeles? I'm a paralegal in mm-hmm. training. Paralegal so. in training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I'm a regulatory analyst for yeah. specialty pharmacy. Nothing too exciting, but hey. And Cody works in sales, <laughs> selling hot tub. You got a badass hot tub at the house, don't you? I don't. You don't? I don't. I sell hot tubs, so I know not to buy one. Oh. You take girls to the store after hours. That's how you got your ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think we got some in the back. <laughs> Let me show you something in the, in the back. <laughs> and then you show me something from the back. Yeah, I'm talking about. <laughs> Need to check your pH levels, if you know what I mean. Wink. <laughs> he clearly has a most exciting job here, so. Maybe. Yeah. Let's I see. Know. I mean. Compared- Allie, what do you do for a living? You're a bank teller. I mean, Paul, what do you do for a living? Jasper D. Platt, what do you do for a living? Sucking. Okay, well, Get out here. I don't think selling hot tubs. I mean, you can't really top that, right? I don't think selling hot tubs is more exciting than not knowing which dick you're going to suck, but you know you're sucking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Chad Rodden, what do you do for a living? Trade. Something illegal. <laughs> I, uh, I trade cryptocurrency. There you go. Jasper, do you take Bitcoin? I do not. <laughs> do you take Bitcoin? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so when are you moving? When are you moving here? Hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. So September is what I'm looking at. Cody, can I talk to you for a second? What do you got? Pass the bike to Cody. Hold it up to his mouth. It's odd, isn't it? The last time something like that happened, you were passing her something that phallic. You know what I mean? If you catch my drift. 
Cody, do you, do you, would you like Joanna to move here so you guys could explore this relationship? So far, yeah. She told me it was y'all's like this is like really y'all's official first date. How'd you end up at the Underdog to see Carl Roberts the Third's comedy show in which I headlined? Shout out to CR Three and the old Underdog Gallon and Pike Holler out of Nashville. I was gonna come here already. Mm. This is my neighborhood place. Uh huh. You can't. You can't make it here. So this is just where you bring all the girls. <laughs> wow. Both wow. Both of them. <laughs> Dos. <laughs> Eques. <laughs> That's a good time, man. That's awesome. What made you ask her out? Or did she ask you out? How'd this start? Where'd you guys meet? Well, I'm going to tell you my, the way I remember it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... None of this is true before I say it. Um, I was sitting at a bar. It was a rainy night. No, it was a DM thing. Um, I think it was Hinge. Was it Hinge? Yeah, yeah it, it was, was Hinge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's his romantic. Just holla, uh, what, what did the DM say? Because if it, if it was, it was let, me see, let me see if I can guess. You saw her. She was probably wearing some kind of short shorts or something in one of her 13 pictures holding a cap, some shit. No cat. You saw that. You saw that thing, and you hopped in her DMs, and you was like, "Listen, I'm the code man, <laughs> and I just got one simple question for you. Uh, if your left leg was Thanksgiving, and your right leg was Christmas, could I visit you between the holidays?" <laughs> <laughs> The fucked up thing is that my, my fucking dad used to call me Code Man. The Code Man. What'd you say? What'd your DM say? It, was it just a was about, it just like, a dick pic or did it just have words? You know, you go straight for the unsolicited no. dick pic. No, 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 no. no, that's how you do it. You're like, what's your Instagram? And they're like, here's my Instagram. And then just go dick pic, no context. It works every time. All right. All right. No, 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 no. Yours was. Yours was, you're too perfect, you lift, you work out and stuff, and you're actually really pretty, so what is your deal? And I was like, ooh, you're like, oh, you seem too perfect. And I was like, ooh, this is where my, this is where I hit the imperfection. And Over I'm like, a thousand oh. miles away was the... Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm actually from LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you meet somebody on here from LA? You have that motherfucker set to the ends of the earth? <laughs> I was here at my location setting set up to Nashville. Okay. So. I was like, God damn. My man was like, listen, I'm looking for anything between Donaldson and Rancho Cuca, Monica. <laughs> oh my God, that's great. You know about me. That's actually where my mom lives. Hey, <laughs> well, I know it's pretty easy. Anyone that lives in California doesn't want to live in California anymore. Uh-huh. So you can either set your California's here, <laughs> you can either set your location here, or you can set it in California. Mm-hmm. The chances of getting somebody to move from California is pretty good. Yeah. So. so y'all went out, uh-huh. I arrived fucked in your truck, and she was hypnotized. You dignitized that thing. Like that. I'll be a lady. Mm-hmm. That's a felony for a guy that looks like me. <laughs> you can't do it in the truck. Right. 
you digmatized her, and now she's looking to change area codes. Well, I have already and have governors. Now all the more reasons. Yeah. She's gonna move here, pressure you to marry. She's gonna, you gonna be like no, and then she gonna be down here with some other dude, and you gonna get pissed. Oh, yeah, no. No, 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 he's been great. No, he's that's been wonderful, great. man. I'm rooting for you guys. He seems like a very sweet guy. There's other places. I mean, yes. <laughs> you're not gonna, you gonna let her run you out of your neighborhood spot, man? Come on, dude. It's a big neighborhood. He's Nashville's huge. Yeah, like that dick and you put on her. <laughs> Jasper D. Platt. Let's talk to Jasper for a moment. I'm loving this Buddy. episode of the show, by the way. Buddy. Normally what I do is I interview a normal person, a.k.a. a non-comedian. Yes. And then I play that interview. And then I interview a comedian and play that. But right now we got a mix going. We've had one comedian on the show already and three non-comedians. Now we're going to another comedian who performed here tonight. Mr. Jasper D. Platt. My Ew, man, what's what happening? Up? You having a good night, dude? Absolutely, man. Did you have great fun night. tonight? Having a great time. It's so much fun. Getting liquored up, having a good time, entertaining the people, watch that douche parade. They were a lot of fun. They were awful. <laughs> they were awful people, but they were funny as hell. The fucking worst. <laughs> I wish we could abort people up until 50 years old. <laughs> so we could have just vacuumed those motherfuckers right out of the bar. Take them out. Just get them out of that gene pool, man. We don't need them around anymore. We don't need that. No white man in Jordans needs to be procreated. That's just, that's just a fact. That's just a that's fact. That's a scary-ass seed. That's not. He's just spreading that around. That's not good for the future of America. It's bad time. You're about to talk about weed on your podcast. Oh, you trying to get down? Oh, you trying to, you trying to, <laughs> trying to get up to get down? Nine one one is a joke in your town. Yeah, seeing green. <laughs> now I've got a tincture and some edibles in the car. I mean, depending on how hard you're trying to party. Oh, we party. We, we party. We party. Hey, you get a little sleepy. Yeah, uh, but if you smoke enough weed, then you drink enough alcohol to get a hangover, and that's where the problem lies. So last night we, <laughs> <laughs> so we did shows last night too. And then me and Jasper went back to the house. Here. And he had been drinking all night. Then I hit him with the tincture first. We got I was on an alcohol themed show. Uh, yeah, he was yeah, he was on a show that was drunk. about getting drunk on stage. on stage. Then we drank more afterwards uh-huh. in a section of Nashville we didn't know exist. I still think we were in Narnia. I thought it was Epcot. So <laughs> it was Chad, have weird. you ever heard of Capital View? Uh, yes, it used to be called something else. It's on 11th and Nelson Ferry Drive. I don't know what the fuck. The, who is Nelson Mary? Is that what it's called? The Gulch? North? We were down there at, a, at the cleanest ML rolls I've ever seen. And we just drinking. We went back to the house. We threw cigarette butts in the street, and then we got pulled over for literally. There was a cop literally standing in the median holding on to the roadside. So I was like, this is the safest place on earth. So... We go back to the house. I break out the tincture. For those who don't know, a tincture is just liquid THC. Mm. Took some drops of that. Oh, it's super good. Then we then we dropped an edible. Oh, you think that's too much. Oh, it gets worse. We dropped. We did the tincture. Then we followed up with an edible, and then we pulled on this pen for about an hour. Mm-hmm. And I knew Jasper was too fucked up when he almost fell out the back of the sofa, <laughs> which has a back on it. But he fucking. <laughs> 
we went to the kitchen and made drinks. And when we came back, Jasper sat down. And then he started flailing his arms and legs. He was like, I almost fell through the couch. I was like, you find a motherfucker right now, boy. You can't fall through a couch. So, like, you know, with alcohol. And I'm, I'm kind of a rare breed here. I, I get this. With alcohol, I can, I know what 12 fucking Miller Lights are going to do. Um, right, what right. what tequila shots are going to do. Right. With weed, I don't know. Whoa. That's kind of the joy of it. Weed, no, it's not. I was vibrating. I had a friend that gave me an edible, and I ate like <laughs> was conservative about. It. I ate like a corner of it. Sure, I, I appreciate was, that. I was big trying dog. to be friendly. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing my podcast, Uncle Rod Story Corner. Check it out. In the middle of the busiest season at work, so I'm. Uncle okay. Rod story. Oh, I see the point. He's like, you know, you weigh fucking two hundred eighty pounds. Yeah, you eat the whole fucking thing. That's the thing. It's not like yeah, like you said. It's not like drinking. It doesn't matter your size. It matters your tolerance of marijuana. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Edibles are not for me. Oh, I love them edibles. Ooh, I love them so much. I was laying in bed just like vibrating. It was the fucking best. I was like, that's the thing is like when I smoke weed, my mental clarity is so much better. I was like, why am I upset? Oh, but it's because of A, B, and C. Okay, well, what is actually bothering you? What is, you know, is an actual problem right now laying in bed at 2 30 or 3 o'clock in the morning? Oh, well, none of them are. I'll get to them later or they'll fix themselves out. And I was like, oh, okay. Zonk the fuck out. Also follow Roy's Job Fair. Roy's Job Fair. It's a podcast that I do with Roy Wood Jr. from The Daily Show. <laughs> Shout out to Roy Wood Jr. Podcasting is like, kind of like a fun thing. Which would you prefer? Um, I think they're kind of two sides of the same coin. Uh, I started doing the podcast during the pandemic. And it was a way for me to keep doing comedy because I couldn't go hit the stage. So I started the podcast because I'd always wanted to, but I just never did. And once the pandemic hit, it was just like, you have nothing but time and zero distractions. So you either start a podcast now or you don't want to start one. So I bought the equipment and started one. And uh, yeah, it's great. I just, it kept me from being rusty because I didn't perform for like 15 months. But uh, yeah, I I love doing them both, man. They go hand in hand. I, I get people to listen to the show and expand my fan base and all that jazz and people come out so shout out to all the worldwide listeners of uncle rod store corner Brazil, we're looking at you and rock and fucking roy's job fair yeah it's a good time man it's what great you want to get into like comedy like growing up growing up you know uh-huh. i wanted to be a firefighter uh-huh, uh-huh. why'd you want to be One day he was just sucking on a fat dick, and he was just like, this is kind of like a microphone. Is this, th- is this thing on? He's like, maybe if I can suck out of it, I can talk into it, you know? <laughs> Talking into this dick isn't doing anything for me. But, um, no, the way, the way I got into it, honestly, growing up, I didn't want to be a comedian, which is ironic because I've spent my entire life loving comedy. So even when I was a child in elementary school, I would watch stand-up religiously. I would listen to albums, all that shit. But I don't know why, but I just never thought I wanted to do it. And um, what ended up happening was a guy I worked with at a Ruby Tuesday 
started doing comedy and one of my old best friends that I lost touch with after high school was doing comedy when we weren't talking. And so when we hooked back up, he had got out of it. But it just so happened at the same time, I ran into the guy from my old co-worker from Ruby Tuesday. He was like, listen, I got this comedy show I do every Monday night. Come check it out. I was like, cool. Then when I hooked back up with my boy from high school, like two months later, he was like, I kind of want to start doing comedy again but I don't know where to do it around here. And I was like, I know of an open mic we can go to. So I took him down there for him to get back on it and to see my coworker perform. And then they were both like, you're really funny. You should perform. And I was just like, I mean, I'll write something and try it out. I don't mind that. And I came back the next week, did some time, killed, fell in love with it. I've been doing it ever since. 2009. I've been doing it for 12 years, my man. That voice you hear is Chad Ryden. Jasper Pass, Chad Ryden, one of the godfathers of Nashville comedy. When I moved no. to Nashville in 2014, <laughs> I moved here in 2014, and Chad ran the first show I got on. Chad also was the first person to book me when I moved here. He welcomed me with open arms. And I, it wasn't until later that I found out I was getting in bed with the wrong man in Nashville comedy. <laughs> the devil. Because everybody else hated him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, Chad, Chad's always been cool, man. He's a great dude. He's, he's got a, a great fucking daughter and a psychotic brother who's always, it's all great. It's all funny. But um, They're all for sale. Make me an offer. Chad yeah. Ryden is here right now. I want to clarify, we talked about Capitol Hill in Nashville, uh-huh. that neighborhood used to be called Hell's Half Acre mm-hmm. until they realized that's not marketable at all. We got to start selling this shit to white people. Nobody wants a condo in Hell's Half Acre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Englewood always up to no good. <laughs> Come get on the show, man. Come on, get on the podcast, dude. I want everybody who came to the show tonight to be on the podcast. Let's get those Titans. Except the redneck in the Jordans. I don't trust him. I do not trust that man. Let's get the contingent from Springfield back in this bitch. The white dude's wearing Jordans, so he's got his shirt off. You please go the other way. You can't trust him. And never call a white dude who tells you his name is Matt. Never call him Matthew. Matthew. And never call a white man who told you his name is Matthew Matt. I don't know what it is about that name, but that shit sends dudes in a murderous rage. They will correct a judge if they have to. <laughs> if that motherfucker said, I'm Matt, don't, I don't care what you're reading, I don't care what you hear. If you say, Matthew, he's like, hey, real quick, don't, don't, don't call me Matthew. It's Matt. Okay. I, I, I they don't fuck around. They hate that shit, boy. And there ain't another thing. John and Jonathan, they don't care. Yeah. Jesse and Jess, they don't give a fuck. If that dude said my name is Matt, you get ready for hell to break loose if you call him Matthew and vice fucking versa. Some Dave and Davids are the same way where they're like, no, God damn it, it is David. <laughs> it's like, you are not a Dave. Yeah, it's like today, uh, today we're playing Paper Mario <laughs> on Nintendo 64. And there was a a quiz master by the name of Chucky Quizmo. 
And at one point in time, somebody clicked. It was like, hello, Charles. This is Charles Quizmo. It's like, uh, excuse you. Before we get to the show, I just want to let you know, uh, Charles Quizmo was my father. <laughs> Please call me Chucky. Chuck, maybe the Chuckster. Chuckles. <laughs> Chuck Beasy. <laughs> Chucky Q is acceptable. Whatever, call me fucking Charles. That shit is always good. My, uh,. <laughs> My cousin's husband has a friend named Leroy. His name didn't become Leroy until halfway through his life because he's Leroy so-and-so junior. Yeah. And then his mom decided she hates his dad, and so she just refuses to address him as Leroy anymore. He's Leroy now. So he had to, so he's like 13, he had to change his name to Leroy. LeRoy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Leroy. <laughs> My brother took his kid to daycare and met a child named Demillion. Demillion. And the parents said that it's because this child is one in a million. Right. And my brother was like, no, this child is going to be in jail. That's yeah. Just, <laughs> his name is Demillion, and his parents are worth negative dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Kanye said, she named she couldn't afford a car, so she named her daughter Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, you have a good time tonight? I've had a great time. This it's, is exactly so what I needed. As soon as those motherfuckers walked in, I was like, get Rod up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great. What was your favorite part of the night? Tonight, uh, that dude, Paul. You that dude? Paul? That dude right there? Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I always like it. I always like it when somebody gets fucked with and they enjoy it <laughs> reluctantly. Like you can tell that like he would like the attention to go elsewhere, but he still had a good attitude. Yeah, he's a great And then as soon as he thought I, and, I, and like the way you do it, like you know, as soon as he thought it was over, you bring it right back your own. And then you just see the the life leave his body. You know. Then you put him on a goddamn yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got. You always got to give him a one joke break to lull him into a false sense of security. Yeah, and you spring the worst of it on that ass. And I heard, like, I sat a little bit behind him at that same table, and I heard him say at some point to the girl he's with, uh, "This happens at every comedy show. <laughs> every comedy show I go to, this shit happens." Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought that was delightful. I was like, "Man, the common denominator is you." It's not. It's not just us. We've just got eyeballs and mouths. <laughs> like, that's it. Pass the mic to my man from Colorado. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. It, it's so fucked up. We went to a color, uh, We went to a comedy show over at Fat Cats, and we walked in. We think, oh, this fucking bar is just packed. No, it's a bunch of goddamn comedians <laughs> and me and my wife. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? So everybody's attention was on us. They wanted to see if their shit was gonna work. And I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. It's a great time, man. Now, what what is your name, sir? My name's Jeff. Jeff Bowers. Jeff Bowers. Uh, I'm Narado Rod for short. Welcome to Uncle Rod's Story Corner, <laughs> which can be found wherever you listen to podcasts for free. It's very explicit. If you don't want to hear the word fuck, please don't tune into this show. Because I'm going to say fuck and cunt and a whole lot of things. But please keep your homophobia away from my show. That's all I ask. This is a show for everybody. <laughs> Jeffy Bowers. Jeffy Bowers. From Colorado. 
Uh, you moved? From Texas, though, yeah, you, from what Boston. part of Texas are you so, from? I'm from East Texas, Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches. That's the home to Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Nacogdoches. It's the oldest town in Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but I'm not the oldest man in Texas. Hey, hey so, man uh, of that. Yeah. The, the oldest man in Texas right now is Greg Abbott's lungs. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> COVID pushed them motherfuckers up to 79. You hear me? Now, you said you're from East Texas. But my you, wife's from Colorado. Your wife's from Colorado. Did you, did you meet her in, yep. in Dorado? Yep, that's where we, I've lived the last 11 years. Okay. And then we moved here a year ago. So. She seems like a wonderful woman. Uh, yes. You're a very lucky man. I agree. She has a wonderful sense of humor. She does. I'm very happy for you guys. She puts up with me, so it's good. I mean, it's got to be a hard day to my bugger from Texas. Am I right? Roll yeah. Tide. Yeah. Fuck Colt Fuck McCoy. You. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Who's Puerto Rican? Colt McCoy's Puerto Rican? No. Oh, <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> Breaking news! <laughs> he's five foot five and can't see over. Like, this is fucking. I just support my fellow Hispanic. I thought this was an exclusive. I was like, Colt McCoy's been masquerading <laughs> as a white man all these years. His his real name is Domingo Rodriguez Escanja. <laughs> Colt for short. Colt for Colt McCoy. When he with his white friends. That's <laughs> why so he went straight to the Redskins. Uh, That's Washington football team now. Yeah, well. <laughs> some of those reviews. So you met your wife living in Colorado. Yep. She's a beautiful Puerto Rican woman. She is that. And then you guys She's moved. Quarter black, quarter German, and half Puerto Rican. So how no many motherfucking how you, parents does she have? My God! I, exactly. <laughs> but you do not want to piss at any of those ethnicities. You don't want to make none of them, yeah. man. No. As a fellow Hispanic, you don't. Yeah, you either getting shot. And you can yeah. you imagine seeing a nigga with a switchblade in a Nazi uniform? <laughs> God damn! Her and her grandfather was a straight up off the boat. For, I swear to God, he was part of the Nazi regime. But Jesus he Christ! Loved black women love black women. I mean, everybody loves a fat ass. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> they can't be denied. So when when did you guys move here to Nashville? A year ago. A year ago. About a year and three months ago. And how how, how you liking it so far? Good, good. We live over here in Inglewood. And in Inglewood, always up to no good. Shout out to Mac Ten. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh? What what made you guys move to Nashville? Uh, we she lived there all her life, and she just we just she sings. She wanted to change from and she Colorado. Just to change. We love just being out uh-huh. all nights of the week and doing whatever. And you wanted to else. come back to the south. I did. I'm little, little, to... Too much snow for a man from these states. I don't like fucking <laughs> shoveling snow, I'll tell you. That. But I do like the fact that I'm trying to work her ass into where we're going to retire down in the Caribbean or South America. Oh, we. Like, yeah. Now, if you can go she to South America, that, but... you know, uh, I, uh, my podcast, Uncle Rod Story Corner, is the 191st <laughs> most popular podcast <laughs> in Brazil. I am not part Portuguese, my man. I've never been to Brazil, but they're loving it down there. Tito Puente, watch your ass. Enrique Iglesias, I'm coming for you. 
Man, oh, you know what I'm talking about? I do. I smell it. I'm talking about your soy on that ass. <laughs> Can't believe I'm holding a fucking microphone. Yeah. The underdog. Did you know that soy milk is just regular milk lying to a Spanish girl about being from Brazil? <laughs> <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> I'm going to tell her that. Amen to that. Have you visited Puerto Rico with your wife? I have not. You're missing with out, my, my wife. Man. But I've oh, you went without her. Puerto Rico. Yeah. You got into some things before I married her. Got into some things down there. Huh? Like I can't be coming down there with no wife, man. I got yeah. bitches in town down there. <laughs> Sam Juan, I'll let Jeffy B. <laughs> I went to I went to San Juan and to, but before I get into that, I want that John. You were saying that you're Hispanic. Yeah. What's your ethnicity? Mexican Brazilian. No wonder you wanted to be on the podcast. <laughs> and you said Mexican, Brazilian, and what else? And Peruvian. There's nothing. Machu Picchu in the building. I'm like five different kinds of white. All I know is I'm white. I just tell everybody I'm adopted, so I, uh, hey. I just kind of blend in. But everybody looks at me and goes, no, you are white and bald. Jasper, can you give me a coat, dude? Appreciate it. That's fun, man. I went to San Juan in 2018. My cousin, from who husband I was talking about the story, they got married in 2018 in San Juan. And the most amazing thing down there is... So when I go places, I like to get in touch with my surroundings, right? So I just I always take a walk when I go places. So we get into San Juan, check into the hotel room. Now I suddenly start walking the block in two different directions. And at one point, I'm going down. I get like two blocks from the from the fucking hotel, and rising like a phoenix from the ashes. It's this humongous silver arena that says cockfights on it outside, right? Ah. And all the windows are blacked out and all that, and much appreciated, sir. And all I can think is, there's no way that's what I think it is, right? Like, cockfights has got to be some gay strip club or some shit. (laughs) I go over there. No windows. (laughs) And lo and behold, cockfights is... A 500-seat cockfighting arena. Yeah. Because cockfighting is the baseball of Puerto Rico. It is their literal official country sport. That's their boys of summer. It's cockfighting. And it was in, it was a professional cockfighting league. And it looked like a miniature soccer stadium. Like there was, like there was a ring in the middle. And they had AstroTurf. It looked like a miniature pitch. They had a scoreboard and everything yeah, above. AstroTurf and everything. It's for real. And it was a 500-seat cockfighting arena. It had a bar, a kitchen, and you could bet with the with the building, or you could bet with a bunch of six-year-olds who were just holding wads of cash standing down at the bottom. 
I saw like 10-year-olds buying beer. It was insane. So we go in, and there's like a visible locker room where there's just all these what looks like like when you go to the airport and they've got like that wall of like lockers you can use. There's a clear wall of those in the cockfight arena with the number on them, and it's just filled with birds. There's a bird in each one, and it's got his name and all this kind of shit. And we're like, what the fuck is going on right now? And the biggest thing I learned at the cockfights is that there's not really a, a scientific way to make a bunch of rules about chickens Chicken. boxing. Yeah. So they don't stop a match until one bird starts to eat the other one's brain. Yeah. And that's when they know he's out. Yeah, he's <laughs> And it is so gruesome, but so awesome. Like, we were watching the match, and they brought him out in separate corners, rang the bell, they come out fighting. Peter's going to be And then if, if, if one would go down, and he was kind of twitching, they were like, we can't stop it yet. Even if you look like he was bleeding out. If he didn't move for five minutes, they still wouldn't move. But when the other one starts pecking at the back of his head, that's when they're like, all right, that's 10, that's the 10 count. And the place was like a block from a church's chicken. It was like, is is that where they send the losers? <laughs> and so weird. But Puerto Rico was a good time. Uh, I got to hang out with uh, a, a gay Puerto Rican version of Scarface while I was down there. It was so cool. There was so across from, we were standing at the, the Continental Resort. And so directly across the street was this little shopping center. And right there on the corner was a liquor store slash convenience store slash bakery slash full-service bar and, and grill. It was insane. So we would go over there. Like It was open 24 hours, so we was always going over there. So one night, we go across to the spot. We want to get some pizza. So we're sitting in there, and there's this clearly gay dude in there, and he's with three of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life. And he's just he's just dancing. He's getting his disco on. He's having such like they're playing music. There's nobody in this section of the place but gay Scarface and his three hot girlfriends. And they're just dancing. He's having fun. And there's there's like two bodyguards standing outside the window. And every now and again, one of them would come inside and whisper something in his ear. He'd whisper something back. Go back to drinking and dancing with these hot ladies, but not too close. He doesn't want he doesn't want them all up on him. And we spent and we were talking. He came to talk to us and got us a fucking bucket of beers. And we just talking to him, and he was just like, "Yeah, Puerto Rico's fun and blah blah blah." And it was like, "You're like you're pretty important." And he was like, "He was like, honey, you have no idea." And then he winked at us like that dude is a killer. That tonight. That dude is going to murder somebody who owes him $750,000. He's going to suck some dick. And he's going to fucking, like, be sleeping in the bed with three of the hottest women on earth. That dude is living it up. You hear me? That dude is living life, my man. So why, why won't you take your wife to Puerto Rico? You scared? Oh, no, no, no. It's just uh, last time I was in Puerto Rico was after the hurricane. Mm-hmm. So it was just crazy as shit. And that's how it was when I was there. Yeah, they was still had some power wait. outages. Yeah, you kind of wait till yeah. need to wait till shit goes back. Yeah, they had a lot of power outages over there when I was there in certain parts of uh, downtown. Yeah. As a matter of fact, they had power running to a Walmart there, and then like for three more blocks, there was nothing. It was just like we gotta we gotta at least keep the Walmart open. Mm-hmm. 
Which you know that's how that's how you know they're American. <laughs> I plan on taking her. I just felt like they needed to rebuild a little bit before we go. I'm not mad at that, Cody. What were you about to say? Cody's. Uh, pass, pass, go to the mic, Jeffy, please. The ring, the ring, the the white ring on the. I like it. The, the white ring is Zeus. Zeus, I'm about some Nordic shit. The king, the king of the gods. Yeah, I know who. I know who. That's Zeus. This is a Freemasonry ring. Although I just said Nordic, I know I just fucked up. I know. I know. I just fucked up. I've been leaning real Thank hard into some. <laughs> Thank you very much. Nordic stuff, but. Did you play that last God of War? It's super Nordic and super cool. It's it's okay. I mean, it's not. It's, it's okay. It's, it's not the best game. I'll give I'll, you that. It's I'll tell you. What, I'll tell you what got me into it. It was. Um, you ever watched that show Vikings? Yes. Okay, that's what got me into it. And I'm like, you know, that makes more sense than what I grew up with, like the super religious. Like, thank you, sir. Um, it's. Just as easy for me to believe that, and I know that people are religious. I don't want to get people butthurt or whatever, you know. It's just as easy for me to believe in the Nordic shit. And there's multiple gods as there is. Somebody lived in a fish's stomach for three days. I agree with you. That's, this is the South. You can't say that too loud. This is the South. You can't say that too loud. There's a church... I don't know if you know this or not, but within two miles, there's probably seven churches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not at uh, very least. Listen, and, man, and not, talk not about it. Churches. These are churches, churches. Churches, 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 chicken, church street. <laughs> I mean, you can't escape church. Man, it's so many churches in Nashville. It's crazy, man. <laughs> it's the South my wife's lived that close to church. We live over in Inglewood, and there's like, you go down, and there's, there's four like, churches in our neighborhood. Like, yeah, there's like four or five churches right there at the, the V. I don't know how they stay open, because I know right. all those people are going to church. I see what they do on Saturday. Right. I know you Talk about it, man. Listen, morning. you can talk about it on this show. This podcast I think it's all is for everybody. I watch Ancient Aliens. Them some bitches, they, there's too many damn things. That's right. This is a podcast for Christians, Jews, Muslims, atheists, well, Wiccans, everybody. The thing about Nashville is, is, is Nashville is one of the last missing pots, mm-hmm. right? You got black folks, you got white folks, you got Hispanic folks. And somehow, very different mm-hmm. when it gets along, right? Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. have a lot of racism here. You uh-huh. go 10 miles south, 10 miles north, east or west, it's different. Mm-hmm. But... You can see somebody doing yoga and then going and voting for Trump in the same day. Yeah. That's what I like to tell people about Nashville. Like, it's not it's not close to, like a lot of places in the South, they're not close to what their stereotype, like, reputation is. It's a stereotype for a reason. Like, people, I try to tell people all the time, they're always fascinated by this. I am, too. In the seven years I've been kicking around Nashville... I've met so many musicians. I have met zero people trying to be country music artists. You don't. It's music city. You it's not don't. Music city. You don't run into them. It's not country music city. I've, not, I've I've met people who like in all facets of the music industry. I met one country music star. You'll see stars here, 
But you will never go to a music show here, like an open mic night, and see a bunch of people doing country. Well, they the don't f- want to do country. The fucked up thing is there's so many people here who do music. Is that, like talent is passed over. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you go to like Birmingham and mm-hmm. you hear somebody who's singing well. Right. You're like, damn, that's a good artist. You come out here, it's like, that's just some dude on Broadway. Yeah. You could go to Santa's Pub karaoke night and you'll hear you'll hear a million people who sing very well santa's is awesome santa's is the shit i love santa's but those of you who don't know santa's pub is a trailer it's famous it's quite literally where it's almost christmas (laughs) and the guy no shit looks like santa yeah kind of a dick I don't know if you like, take his friends is uh, Kid Rock. Yeah. He'll tell you. He's like, oh, dude, Kid comes, we hang out. Take take Uncle Eddie's RV yep. from National Lampoon's Christmas oh. Vacation. Cool. Turn it into a double wide. That's Santa's yeah. Pub. And it is one of the top three bars in Nashville. It's the shit. You can't cuss on stage. You, you got some strangely. Call you out. Southern Baptist. You don't curse on Christmas. There's no cursing in Christmas. You can't say, like, even like. Shit. Santa, shit. Santa doesn't say shit. I don't know why. Santa doesn't say damn. But I know. Santa says poppycock. But I'll tell you what they do. They do and coke in the bathroom. And your darn too. Yeah, they do do coke in the bathroom. I did coke in the bathroom. Well, I mean, you are still in Nashville. <laughs> I'm not even in the shit. It's a trailer in Nashville, Tennessee. I mean, not a trailer in Nashville, Honolulu. There's got to be coke, okay? You're not going to run into a lot of racism. You're not going to run into a lot of country music artists. But you're gonna run into coke. <laughs> For a southern city, there's not a lot of racism in Nashville left. You go out to Memphis, there's some. You go to. You don't hear a lot about a lot of instances in that. It, it really is like. It's not, it's not. It really is the suburbs, like the the surrounding areas that are called suburbs. But in that, in the heart of Nashville, not a lot happens racially, at least not overtly. I think everywhere has whatever there is, but at the end of the day. That's what our problem is. We just kind of fucking just enjoy. Listen, what we what we gotta do is we we gotta. We're talking to microphones. I thought there's just a real. If we want to fix racism in America, we gotta wait until 2024 and make 45, 47. You know what I mean? (laughs) We gotta make America great again. Honestly, if we would have elected Kanye in 2020, we wouldn't be having all these problems. Not these problems. There would be no. We'd have our own problems. Everybody loves Jeezy. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna, you love Weezy? Do you love Yeezy? Yeah. Say it into the microphone. Yes. Joanna loves Yeezy. <laughs> <laughs> You okay? You okay over there, Chad? <laughs> What's your favorite Kanye West album? Um, College Dropout. Yeah, hands down. It's got a College Dropout. His yeah. debut. Yes. Donda stuff is kind of scary. Well, everything Kanye does since 2014 <laughs> has been terrifying. <laughs> Donda stuff. I watched some videos on it. I did not. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. I don't this know. is this is this is my this is my theory about Kanye West. This is what I think the problem is. Kanye has a lot of mental and emotional problems, right? Right. He's done therapy. 
He's got prescriptions. The problem with antidepressants and such is that they put you in the fog mentally. And when you have as creative as Kanye West, you can't be in the fog like that. So what I think happens is when Kanye's not bothering anybody, it means he's not working on an album and he's taking his meds. When he goes to work on an album, he can't be in that fog. So he goes off his meds. And that's what brings his creativity back. So every time he does that, what we get is a great album, but it's preceded by some of the most psychotic breakdown shit ever. But that's what happens when you stop taking antidepressants as you need them. And when he drops this album, he's going to go back on his shit. And we're not going to have any problems out of Kanye. And then in 2023, when he's working on a new album, he's going to be right back up to his old tricks. I'm not going to lie. I want, he's, you know, like Eminem, when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. You like him because he has problems. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not the craziest. Like, he's, like Kanye's fucking nuts. I mean, I, I, I love Kanye's music. I love what Eminem was doing, but I've always been pro like keeping your mental health in order so although yeah like although eminem's music has suffered because he got his shit together but i'm super glad he got his shit together because my man kept talking about murdering his mom and at a certain point you're 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 not using artistic freedom you're just journaling in your diary and we can't have that right 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 no absolutely like if like i'm sorry mama it's like okay that's a cool like love letter or you know something where you're trying to let go of horrible feelings so you you're, you're talking about it but then like you know six years later when you're just making songs about strippers shaking their ass and you just throw in i like big pussies also fuck my mom that bitch should die it's like all right my man needs to talk to somebody <laughs> he's, he's lucid <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. So I'm glad. I, I'd rather he be okay than to get more Eminem. Like he's got enough in the catalog. I, I'll just listen to his old shit. Oh, for sure. That's why I can't wait for Kanye to hurry up and finish his album, so he can get his shit back together. Because I don't like seeing him like this, man. Like post divorce. I think he's gonna do it. You think he's gonna do it? He's gonna do it. Post divorce. I, I, I got. Yeah, Kanye's got to get it together, man. Kanye West, we love you. Please get your shit together, my man. I got some Yeezys at the house, though. I mean, I got the I got the albums, I got the Yeezys, I got the three fifty Boost V twos. But get your shit together, man. We love you and we miss you. You gotta take a shit again, cold man. Every ten minutes, like clockwork. Right, Joanna, how you doing tonight? I'm well. How are you? Good. You had really nice hair. I like it. Thank you. I, I like it a lot. It. It's jet black. Yes, naturally it's, black. It's a very, it's shiny. It's like onyx. Thank you. It's, it's very thank nice. You, you, it's you. very nice. You wore, you. you wore a nice dress. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's no, nice, Black man. is definitely my color, so I'm definitely like the black sheep goth mm-hmm. kid of the family. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. My dad's all for it because he grew up with, you know, his... 
raised me with Metallica and uh-huh. Molly Crew and all that. My mom was like, Long hair Metallica. That's yes. the good Metallica. Yes. Short yes. hair Metallica could yes. eat a dick. No, definitely. <laughs> but like, my favorite stuff, for sure, Molly Crew. Oh, the cruise. Did you watch their movie yes, on God Netflix? Knows how many times I watched it. You watched the porno with old Tomacious <laughs> Lee? No, I have not. <laughs> you you're not you're not gonna sit on you're not gonna come on this show and tell me how much you I love Motley Crue, but you didn't take a chance to see Tommy I mean, Lee's I penis. But, I mean, I've always been partial to Nikki Six. You know, Six has always been my guy. The funniest thing about Tommy Lee's porno is that <laughs> whenever there's like some hysteria about how big a white dude's dick is, when you see it, I mean, it just looks like he's the most average black dick not? on earth. <laughs> like he's Greek, how can he not make a big? It's all. It's always so funny. Like that dude's dick. The white dude's a huge dick. <laughs> it's so big. You got to see it, and then you see it, and it's like that looks like every black dude's dick I've ever seen. That's it's <laughs> nothing special. That's on the smaller end that's of the Negro so dick. <laughs> so. No, but no, no. Nikki Six has always been my guy. So Nikki Six. Yes. And Mick Mars. One of the most Mount Rushmore drug addicts on the face <laughs> of the planet. Yes. Nikki Six could give Keith Richards a run for his <laughs> money, man. It's true. It's true. But he got his shit together, though. I'm so glad because yeah. the Six did enough drugs in the, between 85 and 86. Yeah, no, now he's married to like a hot like 30-something-year-old with a kid. Like, no. hey, I'll... It's milk season. (laughs) No, so Mick Mars is definitely one of the most underrated guitarists. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. You have to agree. Who's your favorite band? Is it the crew? um, AFI. AFI. Yes, I actually named my daughter Jade after Jade. Oh, that is is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. I bet it brings you so much joy to read her name or hear it and think about that. and to, like, just geek out on him like yeah, yeah you're man. named after jade puget like that's awesome right cody there. did you who's your favorite band oh, fuck i don't have one dude it depends on which one of these drinks is mine that's what i care about i think all i think all of them i think all of them are yours this one's yeah i handed it to you before i left <laughs> What are you doing out there, Bowers? <laughs> Favorite band. <laughs> okay. I'm not mad at it. How excited are you to be in the South because it means you can wear flip-flops again? <laughs> you know, you could wear you could wear the flops in Colorado, could you? Hated that shit. <laughs> During the winter, you wear you start out with a big coat, a hoodie, and a fucking t-shirt. So about 10 o'clock, you shit the big coat because it's cold as fuck. Then you're wearing the hoodie. Then about noon to two, you shed the hoodie. Then you're wearing just a T-shirt. Then you got to put the fucking hoodie back on. And then you go back to the goddamn big coat. I was like, man, this fucking shit. And I had to fucking shovel snow. Okay. And as you can tell with my physique, I do not fucking like working a lot. Who's your favorite band, Jeff? Sublime. Nice. Nice. And I love a lot of acid and a lot of mushrooms, and I love fucking psychedelics. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. Is this your first? It's going to be the first time I'm going to do it. Yeah, I've done the DMT shit. Oh, I love DMT. I've done, you know, acid. <laughs> love it. All that. I've done mushrooms. Yeah. Peyote for the first time. 
Coyote, I did in the desert one time. Have you ever done steroids, though? I've done, now. I've done ACH. Okay, so that's one of the few I have not fucked around with. I haven't done tests. Wait a minute. I don't, I don't know if you guys just heard what was just going on. But a conversation about recreational drugs, more importantly, psychedelics, turned into a question about have you ever done steroids, though? And then an admission of using HGH. I don't. What does the hell does that have to do with getting high? It's a different kind of high. Are there people who do steroids, like, because they're out of weed? Let me, tell you, no, let me tell you the best thing about steroids. I can run dick first through a brick wall. Uh-huh. <laughs> but not balls first, because it shrinks the balls. <laughs> you, no chick has ever looked at a nut sack and been like, that's a big nut. It's a huge nut sack. The shrinky balls. <laughs> so you, you use anabolic steroids? I've been known to. I mean, listen, you got to get buff, you know? Well, I plateaued. I plateaued. I uh-huh. hit a point. You know, I was at uh, 315. Uh-huh. Now I'm 6'3". Mm-hmm. So 315, I, I carried it well, but it didn't look good. Mm-hmm. I dropped down to 250. I didn't look good again. Mm-hmm. Took some anabolics. Now I look good again. Hey, man, listen. You know, there's a place in this world for steroids. I mean... You, you plateau, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Not keep pumping? Like, not push your body past that limit? Because that's good, man. My favorite thing about you saying you used steroids before is that you don't look like a fucking freak. Well, I want to. But well, I, I don't. I don't mean. I don't mean look like a freaking like super muscular. I mean you're not like jacked as fuck from the waist up, and then got the chicken legs. You know what I mean? No, two leg days a week. That's such a weird look, and you usually only find it on people who are taking steroids. No. And it's just like, dude, can you not work the legs on the roids? Like, why are you cock diesel? You're built like Sheldon from Garfield and Friends. If you, can, if you, can, if you don't have the special order, your jeans, you're not doing it right. Right. That's what I'm talking about. I need a little more calf room in there, Gap. <laughs> I can't wear these tapered. Well, the, fu- the fucked up thing is I wear like a size 36, 34 waist. Uh-huh. I got to buy a size 40 waist to fit my legs. Got to get the legs in there. Got them action figure legs. You know what I'm talking about? All for Joanna's <laughs> That girl is smitten. You I'm hear me? The fucked up thing about bodybuilding is the bigger your legs look, the smaller your dong looks. Uh huh, uh huh, yeah. So, like, you know, this whole time I've been working on these big ass fucking quads. <laughs> you know, I want to brag 27 inch quads. Worked, put a lot of work into them. Hey. You know? But. Every inch my quads grow my fucking dick. <laughs> but let's be real. It's a, it's all about how you know how to work it. Hey, we already know that. Two, two so. You. You're, 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 she's already looking for apartments after a month, baby. This is their first date, but she got the donger earlier. This is their first official date, but oh they met God. when she was here a month ago. So I've been wanting to move for like over a year. Uh-huh. So. Right, I know, right? You contemplated it for a year, came down here and got some of that country boy 
butter and sugar grits deep dicking, and then you finally decided to move. <laughs> got dummy dick for the first time. Hey, oh, turned into a dunce. That's right. You got to eat that pussy up like cervical cancer, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how to, all I can do is laugh on it. Eating that thing the right way, so I mean, two two fingers are one when you're eating the pussy. You got to tickle it, you got to talk to it, you got to use two. Pass pass, pass Jeff Bowers the mic, Cody. So he can teach us the proper way to eat pussy. You just got to talk to it. You got to, you know, like telling come, come, come mm-hmm. to you, right? I mean, this comes from a short dick, man. You got to understand how to right. talk to the pussy. I mean, when the Corvette's in the garage, it's not going to help you. You know what I mean? No, no, no. You know. <laughs> I mean, if their toes don't curl, then hey. you didn't do your job, right? I feel you, man. You know, the first time I ate pussy was the first time John Elway won a Super Bowl. If we could bring this back to Colorado. (laughs) That's a wrap. I think it was like 1998. They were playing the Packers. I think it was like Super Bowl 33. fucking eating pussy while the goddamn game was going on. I was eating pussy at (laughs) halftime. I don't know who the entertainment was. It might have been Trisha Yearwood or some shit. I didn't want to see that, so... I took my girlfriend at the time down into her mother's finished basement. Yeah. And I finished off her basement. And I tasted that sweet poon tang for the very first time. And it was a good fucking time. Still there. She was wearing white cotton panties with roses on it. I won't forget that moment. I mean, there's something amazing about eating pussy, right? (laughs) It is beautiful. For me, it's great. It's wonderful. That's good, man. You're you're a generous lover. You want to please her. It is wonderful. It means you want. Let's let's. Jeff, pass pass, pass the mic to Cody. Cody, Cody, give give us your what's your pussy eating technique? How do you how do you eat pussy? I don't. You got a mustache like that just for HGH? Come on, man. There's pussy juice soaking in that thing. That's for flavor saver. Right you know what I'm saying? You don't grow a mustache like that and not eat pussy. Ain't no fucking way. You do. You do. You do. But it's not for you. It's not for you. So you don't eat pussy? No, of course I do. I was about to say, I know like hell shit moving here for a nigga that don't eat pussy. <laughs> but it's not because I, I wake up every day, I'm like, God damn, I want to eat pussy. That never happens. That's how I wake up. I'm not going to lie to you. No, no. If anything, like, I'm like, damn, I just kind of want to like, fuck and then go to work. I got to be at work in 45 minutes. I've been, I've been disgusting for a long time. No, you can hear. You, you're gonna hear it eventually. I've been getting down for a while, man. First time I ate ass, Bill Clinton was in office. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. I like it. I like it. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. Like, gotta be strategic. You got the stamina. You've been on those roids. You're fine. ready. You're in shape. That's fine. You gotta want it, kid. That's fine. That's fine. But you just gotta know it's not for you. It's like when you mow the yard on Tuesday instead of Thursday. It's like, okay, she's got a fucking party planned on Wednesday. I'm doing it for her. 
nothing wrong with that, man. You should be trying to please her It's, it's not, when you're it's in not the bedroom. I, I like it. It's fine. I enjoy it. It's yeah, cool. But I would much rather be on the other side of the... That's selfish. It's not selfish. It's not selfish because I just said... It's better to give than receive, my man. It's the true meaning of Christmas. Jesus, Jesus is very sad that you'd rather get head than give head because that's not the message of Christmas. It's better to give than receive. Jesus was all about eating pussy, not getting his dick sucked. Show me a part of the Bible where it said Jesus was getting his dick sucked. You can't. It happened. He didn't write about He's that. He's not all about that. He didn't write about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. I'll, I'll see you soon. You key, right? Yeah, I got my key. Cody, pa- pass the pass the mic to Joanna. <laughs> Joanna, scale of one to ten. Uh huh. How good is Cody at eating pussy? I wouldn't know. Oh. Y'all really did just do some back alley and printer's alley fucking when she was here. Oh, it's just like no foreplay, no pussy eating. Just welcome to cookout. How may I help you? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Scale of one to ten, how do you think he's going to be? I know I saw you kissing. I didn't kiss. Based on his kissing, scale of one to ten, what do you think his pussy eating going to be like? Because tonight is probably the night you find out. I think my man has had enough tequila. I think he's had, he got enough of that tequila in him. <laughs> so how, how do you think it's going to be based on his kissing? It's going to drink the effect how good it is. If you give me a low number, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much audience he has. If it's more than one, I, that's all I care about. Hey, he's well, it won't be more than one. In Brazil. I do not want in Brazil. Thirty nine countries, maybe the people are listening. Hey, hey, oh he, he's popular damn podcast in Brazil. Never oh been to God. South America. Oh gosh, um, they love him. Oof, it's a lot of pressure right now. Hey, just, I mean, I don't want to be just between us girls. <laughs> I ain't walking away until I hear. Oh gosh. So what was the question again? Scale of one to ten, how good do you think he's gonna be at eating pussy based on the way he kisses? Um, well, you don't already know. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, keep rub- keep oh, you missed the part where the you missed the here. part where Cody kept telling us how selfish a lover he is. Yeah. <laughs> I found that out today. <laughs> it's their first date. But they hooked up a month ago, though. No, 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 no. We hooked up today. <laughs> he hit me up a month ago. Yeah. So she yeah. got the play, and they fucked, and then they came down to the underdog. <laughs> yeah, please get on the input. I do. I'm, I'm so glad she's yes. here. We've yes. talked to Mr. Bowers. Let's talk yes. to Mrs. Let's B. To <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, what's the what's your answer? Scale of I one mean, to ten. I would like to think an eight. Uh huh. You'd like to think that. Yeah. But let's go with that. Uh huh. Yeah. Whisper the real number in my ear. What is it? <laughs> I won't, I'm not gonna tell anybody. I'm not gonna tell anybody. Jesus, no. Come on, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell. Come on, tell me. What, what do you think? What's the real number? 
Oh, whoa. Whoa now. Whoa now. Oh, snap. Pass the mic to Mrs. B. Come on, get on here, man. We've heard so much about you. You're, oh, you're, really? you're, you're a I'm beautiful Puerto Rican princess in love yeah. with a man from East Texas. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, what is your name? Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer Bowers. Bowers. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, man. you're married to Jeffy. <laughs> on purpose. I did it on purpose. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he moved to Colorado and you guys hooked up. Uh-huh. And then you, you sing, apparently. Sometimes, sometimes. And you wanted a change of scenery. I did. And now you're in lovely Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> Which is perfect for me. How are you liking it so far? I love it here. It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's lovely as fuck. We're having a good time. I'm having a great time. <laughs> did you enjoy the show tonight? I enjoyed the show tonight. By the way, I'm reading The Secret Chord. Uh-huh. I'm obsessed with the story of David. Mm-hmm. And you went off about his lover, and I was like, his name's not really Jonathan. But it's fine. Dave, yeah, David was gay. David it's from Bible. King David. Yana Hun. The great fine. David. Fine. Like sucking dick. <laughs> mm-hmm. I ended up on a podcast. I heard there was a secret chord that David played it and pleased the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then he touched Jonathan on the taint. <laughs> By the way, Jonathan was like an aggressive lover. Mm-hmm. And one of the times that they were witnessed together was because Jonathan grabbed David's very red hair. By the way, he was a redhead. Grabbed his very red hair and like yanked him back. And people thought he was trying to kill him. So like his his entourage was trying to come and intervene with the lover. And what mm-hmm. they found out was that they were lovers, <laughs> not mm-hmm. fighters. Because he didn't slit his throat. He bit his throat. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's hot as fuck. I don't know who you are, but yeah. like that's hot. You, you heard it here first. <laughs> there are twilight vampires in yes. the bottle. <laughs> in a cave, by the way. In a cave. Before David was anybody. Okay. God damn. Oh, shit. They, they were in Play- I do this they all were, day. What they else? were in Plato's cave. <laughs> Plato's cave. You agree or disagree? <laughs> I don't know if it was Plato's cave. Oh, let's get back to the subject matter at hand. So, your lover. <laughs> yeah, now, we're talking about eating pussy. Wait, what was the number that you whispered in his ear? I've got to know. She said it was an eight. Definitely an eight. She and said, definitely oh, an eight. Based on kissing. Hello. Now, from what we've been told, Things your, your husband, uh, one Jeffrey J. Bowers, uh-huh. Uh-oh, shit. Uh-huh. said that he loves eating pussy. He does. He's a short-dicked man, so he has to love it. Also and true. he got himself very good at it. Apparently, you've been on cloud nine this whole relationship. Cause this he whole is, relationship? He is eating that thing up. <laughs> the whole relationship, Jeff. That seems extreme. Oh, it started out where he wasn't eating pussy to start a relationship? I feel like in the start, and maybe like lately. But like, we've been together 10 years. That's a long time in the middle, y'all. <laughs> That's a long time in the middle. Mm. Tired ass. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Mm-mm. Like there's an excuse. That's dope, man. Now, when but when when you guys first started dating, though, did you expect him to be so good at making your legs shake with his mouth? No, I didn't. What you thought? You thought he was gonna be terrible? Like most men are terrible. You thought you got to teach him. So I thought he would also be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
It was a pleasant surprise. That's yeah. awesome. Man. Paul, Paul is still here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, I really feel bad because I need to just say right now, I don't know if you guys know this. Paul, I'm sorry. Okay, but Paul is the son of a preacher man. Mm-hmm. Did you already know? Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Okay. Well, oh, we talked to Paul earlier in the Paul show. Paul and I just had the most amazing conversation about our favorite Bible verses and the mm-hmm. power of religion. And like, why do we fuck with all of this You're stuff? To get in her and pants, now Paul. I'm sitting here in front of Paul talking about eating pussy. I feel very embarrassed. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> Paul, how good are you at eating pussy? Well, I've, <gasps> Ooh, I've Paul, been we told very good things. Oh. Wait, what was the question? How old were you when you started? Oh. How old were you when you started? Yeah, like the first time you ate a pussy. First time you ate pussy. I'm so sorry. You, <laughs> mm. I'm here for this conversation. Fifteen, maybe. Fifteen. That's My a man lot of was experience. eating that thing before what you get like, drunk. Twenty-five. <laughs> yes, a decade of experience. <laughs> So you were eating pussy before you could drive. That's awesome. Amen. I accept people pleasers. Especially the lady people. That's what they've said. <laughs> that is top notch, man. I am so glad. <gasps> That's a solid strategy. Paul, That's a solid strategy, true Paul. Southern gentleman. Yes. Yes, Paul. Yes, definitely. That's how oh, I like. That's how I like fall. to eat pussy. I don't. I don't want to so stop dirty. eating the pussy till she's come twice. That's that's a good model. Twice. That's yeah. like next. That's really yeah, she twice gotta is come twice and then I'll stop. That's a good time. Twice is unnecessary. That's a good time. Oh. When it feels good, it feels good. I guess, but something like let's get. Oh, okay. Right. right. Okay. So Mr. Bowers is great at eating pussy. Mr. Bowers is great at eating pussy. How good is he at beating pussy though? Mr. Bowers always <laughs> sees the job through to completion. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. There you have it, folks. Jeffrey, you're in the bathroom right now, but now now that you're listening to the show, I'm sorry. I didn't. No, he knows. He knows. We, I hope, we're, you're, I hope you're, if you need someone to talk to. If you need someone to talk to, all my, my Open contact line of communication, info is ladies, in the you gotta just tell them. description of the show. You just gotta fucking tell them. <laughs> Do it like this. Yeah. And if they like can't or won't or don't, then like, do it like them. this. Yeah. You know, you just try something else. You gotta teach them. <laughs> you do gotta teach them. Well, this... And you know what? I don't even yes. think it matters how much experience either partner has. Like, every person is unique and different. Like, what I like, maybe you don't like. You know? And, like, what you like, maybe I don't like. And how's your man supposed to know? And I think too many women are sitting around talking about not being satisfied, but also not communicating. Like, you just uh, gotta tell them. You gotta tell them. Most men will do it. You hear that? It's your fault you're not being pleased. If they're being quiet as a church mouth. I do think that we have to own it. Like, we Close have to say don't what get we fed. want. Now, if you've communicated and they still won't, then maybe it's not your fault. Now it's time to fuck but somebody But most men else. will do what they're told. If he's not doing it right, fuck somebody else. Hey, what's that white thing on your finger? It's a ring. It's it's Zeus, the king of the gods. Oh, it's Zeus. And this is a Freemasonry ring. Are you a Freemason? Yes. I have so many follow-up questions. Do you now? Yes, I do. <laughs> 
Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Can I also bum a cigarette? You don't have to I'm asking. I'm asking Mr. Bowers now. By the way, we have now talked about our sex life, your <laughs> pussy game, your cock game, and um, communicating as a sexual powerhouse that girl. I am. All right, well, that's fun, man. Well, I, I, I thank you guys for coming on the show. I get this bitch off my show. It's been a wonderful. Hey, it's been it's been a great episode. It's a very different episode. It's been great. We're coming to you from the underdog in Nashville. You're listening to Uncle Rod Story Quarter. Have a good night. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you laughed. I hope you smiled. I hope you learned something. Hope it put you in a good mood. Or if you're already in a good mood, hope it put you in a better mood. Um, had a lot of fun. Big shout out to all my guests and telling some great stories. It's a real good time, man. Anyway, uh, you know, check back in with us soon. We'll have an all-new episode going. I want you to know I love you, and I, I hope you love yourself and, and love everybody else. The number to the National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. The number to the Trans Lifeline is one 877 Five six five eight eight six zero. Hit them up if you if you need to talk about some things or something's troubling you. Hell, hit me up. I don't really sleep until the sun comes up like a vampire. So hit your boy up, man. If you got my number, call me. You know when you need to talk. Text me. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Facebook. Hit me up on Instagram. Whatever. You can email me at rodforshort at gmail.com. And if you, you're feeling generous, hit your boy with a donation on the Cash App. That's cash tag. Dollar sign. Rod for short. R-O-D. Number four. S-H-O-R-T. Hit me up on Venmo at Norado Moore. And uh, I think that'll do it, man. Holla at you.